All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Rick Six Season Two, Episode Twenty. Today's going to be a fun little quick episode as we are going to be talking to one of my boys, Bryce Deadman, aka one of my former teammates. He is leaving for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, and he will be representing Team USA as part of the relay pole for the track and field team. So let's not waste any more time. We're going to go ahead and bring in Bryce right now. Let me give him a call. All right, so we're going to bring in one of my boys uh, from Texas A&M Track and Field. Well, I guess he's a former student now, but Bryce Deadman, he's joining me today, making his way to Tokyo. Welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you joining me. No, thank you for having me, Eric. Absolutely, man. How's it been going? I know this has probably been the longest time you've gone in terms of training, so how's the body feeling, first of all? I mean, in my, so my body feels okay. I just feel like at this point, it's just staying in it mentally. Um, like, I cannot slip mentally and, like, tell myself I'm ready for the season to be over because once I start thinking like that, I mean, I'll start doing bad. So I've, I've just been trying to stay checked in the whole time um, and, and kind of, like, treating it like I'm in regular track season. But, yeah, this is definitely the longest I have ever run in my entire life, and I am ready for a break. But <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm – I'm 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 staying in it for as long as possible. I'm trying to stay in that in that mindset so I don't start getting lackadaisical. Yeah, and I bet it's easier knowing that, you know, you made it to the biggest stage of them all so you can push through those last few weeks of maybe being a little tired or your body's just kinda wanting to give up on you. But I know you, you're strong dude, and I know you're gonna be hanging in there. But I, I do gotta ask, you know, how does it feel initially knowing that you made the team, but not just that, but also seeing your progression from high school to where you're at now? Oh wow. Um I'm not gonna lie. I, like it was always a dream for me to go to the Olympics. Of course, I feel like that's everyone's dream who runs track. But I didn't like it. I didn't think it would actually happen. Like once it happened, I was like, "Oh shit!" Or like once I started seeing that it was an actual possibility, I was like, "Oh, hey, am I, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> was I supposed? Like, can, can I cuss on the show? I'm sorry. Oh, dude, I didn't have me to you're say fine. That. You're you're fine, bro." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, but yeah, no, I was like, once I started to notice that, like, it could actually happen and it was a real possibility that I can make it, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is, this is real, like, I can actually do this. Yeah, and and, and for you, you know, I, I guess I got to run with you for a little bit, about two years, I guess I could say. Yeah. I just remember last year, when it was indoor season, you're in Albuquerque, I want to, you kind of, kind of flashback a little bit, when you're mm -hmm. there, you're at the indoor championships, and you hear that you know, the season's canceled, you're done. Cause you thought you were going to be done. That was, that was your last year right there. So how much did that change in terms of like your preparation for when you came back this year? And how did you feel in that moment when, you know, you found out, okay, like we're done. Um, so the way it changed my preparation, I mean, I definitely stopped practicing for a couple of weeks because I was like, um, like I is, is track even going to come back? Like the season had got canceled. Like I was like, are we even having a track season? And then on top of that, like I told you before, like I didn't even think I would be able to make the Olympics until like this season started. So I kind of already had plans to like continue my education or to get a job. So once it ended, I was just kind of like, wow, that's kind of a shitty way to end my oh, yeah. track career. But yeah, but when I found out we had another season, it was just like new life, like a new opportunity. I, and I got really excited about it. And thankfully it all worked out for me. Like, crazily, it worked out really good. And how much time did you end up taking off between, I guess, once COVID happened and then once you came back for the next year? Um, I so I, I continued to train right after we came back from Albuquerque because I guess I was kind of ending now. I was like, there's no way this is going to last this long. But once I started realizing, like, okay, like, 
the season's over. Um, I definitely took about a two to three month break and kind of just relaxed and enjoyed myself and enjoyed quarantine because, like, I mean, there was nothing to do. So, yeah, and then and then obviously you came back and and you made that little that little video on your story saying that this is this is the last time for real for real. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. that's gonna set you back. So. Is there any unfinished business that you had in the collegiate world? I mean, I know you probably would have wanted to win nationals looking back on it, but is there anything else you wish you might have done in your collegiate career now that it's over? Um, no, honestly. Um, I'm thankful that I didn't quit like I wanted to a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do that and take that route because I was literally so close to doing that. Um, but no, I don't I don't have any regrets. Um like I said, I never expected for it to turn out like it did now, but shoot, I couldn't even have dreamed what's happening now in my life a couple of years ago. So, Well, that's good to stay thankful for those kind of things. I know a lot of people think, well, you know, I, I did this, but at the same time, I could have did that. You know, there's always those what if moments. And so that's yeah. why I was, I was asking. But talk to me a little bit about Hayward Field and, and uh, Eugene. I, I know that's a new facility, brand new track how how was it being there how was the weather everything just traveling like how, how was it being the first time nationals there um okay so when I first walked in the stadium I was like wow like I was actually astonished I have never seen a structure like that like I, I was like wow this like I think that's the first time I've ever walked in a stadium or like a building or anything and I was just like wow like this is literally like a piece of art like it was actually crazy mm-hmm. like I was literally like starstruck but um at the same time, it's still Eugene, Oregon. Like the weather was terrible, um, and because the weather was terrible, I think that's a big reason why there wasn't as many PRs as there were when nationals were at UT. Um, and honestly, I really don't feel like nationals should be in Oregon. If I'm being completely honest, I <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think nationals should be somewhere in the south where it's like hot and there's consistent weather. I mean, because like there weren't nearly as many PRs at that national meet as there were it, when it was at UT, like not even close. I remember at UT, like it was like the whole final field was full of PRs. And this year it was kind of just like spread out and kind of sporadic. So. Yeah, I agree with you on the whole <laughs> nationals being a different location because, you know, me being in, in cross country, you know, when they move it to like somewhere like last year, or I guess 2019, it was in uh, <laughs> Terre Haute, Indiana, and it was freezing. And then the year before it was in Madison, Wisconsin, it was snowing. You're like, why can't it just be down in the South? Thankfully this year, this past year, it was in Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. And then this next year, this uh, year coming up is going to be in Tallahassee. So, I mean, good news. I hope they keep it down South, but I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then track, I guess it looks like Eugene has it for what the next five to 10 years or something like that. They're going to have it for a while. I think so. I think so. I think so. And so is it true that distance runner, hold on. So I've heard something that distance runners run better when it's cold. Is that not true? Uh, I mean, I would disagree for me. I mean, maybe for some people. See, me growing up in Texas, I feel like I get acclimated to the heat a lot better than people. I feel the exact I same I mean, way. it's different for somebody. Like if you were to ask somebody obviously up north and they're going to say, then no, I like running in the cold. I always train in the cold. I think for me, it's better for me in the heat because not only did I grow up in it and I got acclimated to it, but at the same time, I'm a smaller guy, smaller frame. So I need a lot of like layers on me when it gets cold. If I don't have enough layers on me, I'm just so small. I just can't perform well. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely understand that. And I think that was my biggest regret 
at the national meet because at the national meet it was my first one. I'd learned a lot that race did not race. Well, I think, you know, looking back on that national meet, I would have said like, if I would have prepared any differently, it would definitely be wear more layers just because I, I did not prepare, prepare for it well enough. That know, weather. Yeah. Going into it. I heard it was going to be 40 degrees and, and a little rainy. So I was like, it's not bad. That's like perfect running weather, but it just kept getting colder and colder. And I underestimated it. And my body, yeah. my body just kind of went into shock. So, and then even at SECs, uh, when I first came into AM, I it was cold. It was freezing that day in Kentucky and I did not race well. So I, you know, looking back at that whole cross season, the two races that I had bat like poor performance on were in the cold and I didn't prepare well for them. So you know, definitely this year and, you know, learning experience, I, I think it was good to like, look back on and think could have prepared well. And also being the first time I was there, you know, thinking like, Oh, I'm just glad to be here. You know, the first yeah. time maybe when you make nationals, that's what you think. So enough about me back to you. I was, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, so was it any different in, uh, in Eugene the second time, like with the trials in terms of when you were there at nationals, like was the, was the weather any different was, how the meet ran. I mean, there was way more people for the trials because mm -hmm. you had, you know, professionals, but I mean, did it feel any different for you? Um, yeah, it was definitely hotter during trials. Um, it was definitely hotter, which was a good thing, but um, I noticed that a large majority of the collegiate athletes who ran at nationals the previous week went to trials and didn't do so well. And I don't know if that's just because of, of how many races we had for that whole season or what. But, um, yeah, I've, I, I, I noticed that with a lot of collegiate athletes, like athletes who should have made at least finals at minimum, didn't even make finals or even semifinals. So it was it was definitely kind of a shock. Um, and I know I definitely didn't perform as well as I went into at trials, but thankfully I still made the team. But still for the large majority of collegiate athletes, it didn't go well. Finishing seventh in the final, the 400 at the trials you know, obviously not what you wanted. Like you said, when you found out that you made it for the relay poll, how did, how did they tell you? Did like, did you get a notification? Did coach Henry come up to you? Like how, how did, how was that process? Um, so I walked back to the little heat up area where our backpacks were at and they handed me a card and they were like, you're going to Tokyo. And I was like, I'm going to Tokyo. Like how? Like <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, how am I going? I literally came seventh place. Mm -hmm. And I found out they took all the finalists in the 400 because of the mixed relay and the four by four. So I was like, oh, wow. But I mean, at the same time, it was just like, initially I felt as if I didn't really deserve it because I was like, bro, I got seventh place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how, like, how am I still going? But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's kind of how they did it. And I'm, I'm still kind of in shock that I'm actually going, honestly. I feel like it won't hit me until I'm on the way over there. Yeah, absolutely. H have you got to meet anybody that you're going to be uh, racing with? Um. Yeah. My, yeah. So I met the whole 400 field that was in the finals. So yeah, I know. Hold on, racing or racing with? I guess racing with because racing you can okay. be racing a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've I've definitely met the people I'm racing with. Um, I don't know any of them really really close like that i mean but i definitely know him enough to go up to them and have a conversation so well that's awesome man i'm super proud that you you got there i know i know i was i was watching the final and i when every round when you were you were advancing i'm like oh my gosh bryce just needs to have like he just got one more so no, literally <laughs> literally literally 
And so after Tokyo is over, what's your biggest plan? Are you going to try to run professionally? Are you going to you have a job lined up after this? What's the what's in Bryce Deadman's schedule after Tokyo's done? Um so I'm currently in the process of trying to figure out where I'm going to be coached at this for this upcoming year. Um So I I should have a shoe deal done hopefully by the time Tokyo's over with and I'll continue running. Um it's still kind of up in the air where I'm going to be training at I'm still kind of deciding on that but yeah initially I was applying to jobs and like I remember I had one interview with someone with the company and they were like well when could you start or when would you be available and I like (laughs) I like literally couldn't tell them anything so I was like you know what let me stop wasting these people's time like and I don't even know what's happening with my life in the next couple months so and uh, I guess lastly I just want to ask you as a Tokyo this year doesn't have any spectators. The Olympics is not going to be allowing it. They they announced it not too long ago. Does it feel kind of sad that your family won't be able to be there in person to support you on the biggest? Yeah, no, de- definitely that. Um, and just the fact that there aren't going to be any fans. Like, I hope it doesn't feel like it's like a practice track meet. Like that is actually going to be really, really, really weird. But we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I was I was really disappointed. My parents and family couldn't come. That would have that would have definitely made the trip a whole lot better a lot better well Bryce I appreciate you joining me man I wanted to keep this short and sweet because I know you got some things to do you got to get ready for your big flight tomorrow best of luck man I appreciate you joining me and we will see you in Tokyo all right that sounds good I appreciate it bro all right man catch up that was awesome getting to talk to Bryce right there ladies and gents I was gonna try to get him on on the show earlier back in February around nationals when COVID was still kind of a big thing here but our schedules didn't line up, and it's even better now that he's able to go to Tokyo and talk about that experience a little bit. Super excited for him. That dude has worked so hard. I was only been a part of his journey for about two years. I wish I could have been a part of it longer, but man, that dude, has he's worked his ass off to get to where he is now, and I'm so excited to see how he does on that relay poll. I mean, even if he didn't qualify individually for you know the 400, I mean, it's still great to be there, and you know it inspires somebody like me, a young guy who wants to be there on that stage in 2024 so it's gonna be interesting to see how this these olympics play out with no spectators it kind of sucks but man this was a fun little quick episode i was gonna try to make it on instagram but not everyone has instagram so they wouldn't be able to access it so i got to keep it on spotify all the platforms guys thank you so much for joining i'll have more interviews in the future with track track and field podcasts i know a lot of people like listening to this stuff so If you do enjoy listening to these specific types of podcasts, be sure to subscribe on Spotify for all sports-related content every single week. And if you do have Instagram, follow the Instagram page, Rick6Podcast. And I will see you guys next week.